Welcome to the Healing Place Church devotional podcast. Join us Monday through Friday for a new daily devotional each day from the Healing Place Church pastors and staff. We hope this podcast will help you grow in your faith and will be a blessing and a resource to you as you pursue God daily. What's happening, everybody? Excited for today's Devo out of Ephesians chapter 3. Uh, as we dive in today, man, I want you to think about these specific people in your life. There's people who are organized, are unorganized. There's people that they love details, some that don't really care about details, uh, some that love plans, some that just cannot stand plans. Uh, there's even those who act like they're interested in your plans unless something better comes along. Like they're strategically, their plan is to have no plan. Um, for me, I love to know the plans. I don't always enjoy making them or coming up with the details or the organization for it, but I do enjoy knowing them. Um, and so today as we dive into Ephesians, man, there's a couple of things you need to know. First off, Paul is writing this book of Ephesians. He's writing it to the church in Ephesus, uh, and he's in prison while he's writing this book. And so his purpose is to strengthen the faith of the church, to strengthen the faith of the church right there in Ephesus. Now, at the church at this point, is fully alive. Uh, in Ephesians chapter 3, God, I mean, not God, Paul begins to say these things like, hey, there's this mysterious plan that God has revealed to me, and he's going to share it to them. Now, I like this because I may not like plans all the times, but I do like secrets, <laughs> and I like to know those kind of things. And so uh, Paul begins to say this. And so what's the plan here? In Ephesians chapter 3, verse 6, Paul in prison, writes this. He says, and this is God's plan, that both Gentiles and Jews who believe the good news share equally in the riches inherited by God's children. Who's God's children? That's me, that's you. Both are part of the same body and both enjoy the promise of blessings because they belong to who? Because they belong to Christ Jesus. So Paul is writing in the first two chapters to this church in Ephesus that has become fully alive. And he tells them, hey, this is the mysterious plan that both Jews and Gentiles, they would share in everything that God has to offer them. There's no longer outsiders and insiders. Now, because of Jesus, you can walk into God's presence fully the same. And so what is Paul saying right now? He's saying that everybody gets grace. Everyone can have life. That everyone gets the promises of God. There's no longer those who are favored by God and not favored by God and the insiders and the outsiders. And No, no, no. Now every single person gets it, the Jews and the Gentiles. Why though? How? Because Jesus would die on the cross and come back to life. That's, the, that's what makes the, the, the playing ground level. Now here's the key verse right here. Ephesians chapter 3 verses 10 through 12. It says this, it says, God's purpose. Come on, I don't like plans that don't have purposes. I, I, I cannot stand when we, we start to do something as a family or go somewhere with some friends and I'm like, what's the purpose? What are we doing? Oh, we were just going to walk down this market and look at the, the stuff and the boutiques. I'm like, no, 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 that's a plan with no purpose. And so I like a plan with a purpose. So Paul says this in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 10. It says, God's purpose in all of this was to use the church to display his wisdom in its rich variety to all the unseen rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. Verse 11, this was his eternal plan when he carried out, which he carried out through Christ Jesus our Lord. Verse 12, because of Christ and our faith in him, we can now come boldly and confidently into God's 
presence. So verse 6, he says, hey, the plan is this, that both Jews and Gentiles, every single one of them, we can all believe the good news and share equally in their riches that God's promised us. Goes on a couple of verses later. He says, but the purpose in all this was to display the church, for the church to display God's wisdom. And this was his eternal plan, he tells us, to be carried out through Christ Jesus, which he did. So was this his plan all along? Yes, it says that it was his eternal plan, not his temporary plan, not a plan he came, with on the, came up with on the spot. And for the first time, it is being revealed to the church, this church that is now fully alive, this church in Ephesus. In God's grace, Paul is saying, he says, it's for everyone. This is the plan that anyone can have life, that he would take two groups of people, the, the Gentiles and the Jews, and they would no longer be two groups, but they would become one people. This is really good news. This tells me, especially in our day and time right now, it does not matter if you're Asian, Hispanic, black, white, if you're very, very rich, that's not me, hello. If you're middle class, if you're poor, if you're, a, if you're an, a baby, if you're a toddler, if you're a teenager, if you're a young adult, if you are the 90-year-old in the nursing home, it does not matter. It's for everyone, and this has been his eternal plan the entire time, that everyone gets to say yes to Jesus if they want to. That everyone, I love that part in the verse, in verse 12, where it says everyone can come into God's presence. Nobody's excluded. No one. Now, thinking back to plans, this is where Paul reveals the first time, hey, here's God's mysterious plan that he allows me to share with you. And even right after verse 6, Paul goes on to say, I'm the least of these that should be able to say this. But because of God's grace, come on, it's all because of his grace. And so I think about plans and I think about details and organization. My wife, back in April, uh, she turned 30. Don't tell her I said that. It's pretty old. Um, but she turned 30. And I remember she, she's really big on birthday parties. She loves birthday parties. And she said, Paul, I want, I want to get together with our friends and our family. And I want to have a little party. I said, babe, I'm going to throw you a party. And she said, okay. Well, on her actual birthday, on a Wednesday, I, we all went out to eat with me and some of our friends and went to a really nice restaurant, had some food and had a good time. And I got her some birthday gifts. And then that Friday night, some of our family came over and we celebrated. And But the whole time I could tell she thought there was going to be more. So then everyone leaves, you know, uh, the, the family little party on Friday night and I could just tell she's a little tense, you know. She's like, I just thought there would be more and da, da, da. It's my big 30. Like, you know, 30 is fun to celebrate. 40 is like, oh, kind of going, you know, whatever it may be. And I remember I was kind of getting myself into this fight with her strategically. And I said, well, babe, I'm sorry that you thought there wasn't enough. I'm sorry that the nice dinner, that the gifts, that the family party, I'm sorry that all that wasn't enough. And so I set us up to get in this fight. So we get in this fight. Well, then the next day, Saturday, we're going to go on a little double date with some friends to, to out to eat, just to hang out, nothing, no reason, no purpose for that. It wasn't anything with her birthday. And, and so we were going to head to her parents to drop the kids off. And uh, come on, that's a real double date when you ain't got the kids. Amen. Um, and so we're headed over there, and her mom lifted up the garage, and we walk in with the kids and, uh, to drop them off. And there's like 40 to 50 of all of our friends and family. And man, she's just ecstatic. It was this big surprise party for her the whole time. And uh, major brownie points. Come on, all the husbands know where I'm at. Major brownie points. 
put that in the account. That was awesome. And so um, she was just so thrown off. And so I remember at some point during the party, everybody was outside, you know, eating food, um, playing with the kids, all kind of different stuff, ton of people there. I remember her looking at me and she goes, I can't believe you did this. And I was like, well, what do you mean? She goes, I cannot believe you pulled this off. And I said, well, you are the hardest person to plan for because she wants to know the details. She even said, I'll plan my own party next year. It got to that point in the fight a couple of days before. You know that's real deal fight right there. Um, and I said, Brooke, this was the plan the entire time. And she was like, for real? I was like, yes, I've been planning this for quite some time now. My mom, your mom, we've all been on it, in on it and planning the details. And she said, I cannot believe this. And she talked about that birthday party for the next couple of weeks. Paul, I still can't believe you did that. That was the plan the entire time. Think back to Ephesians chapter 3. It was God's plan the entire time that there would be no segregation, that there would be no divisive uh, races, there would be no device in color, there would be no divisiveness in anything of money or any of that sort, that everyone could come to know Jesus that there is no limitations. There are no boundaries. Now, man has come up with a lot of reasons to tell people what they should do and who they should get to worship and how much of God they can have. Let me tell you something. As Paul puts it to us in Ephesians chapter 3, it was his eternal plan the entire time that we can all come into God's presence. The beauty of the church is not that everyone looks the same. The beauty of the church is that everybody looks very different, but we all worship the same God. And so for today, I want you to know when you see somebody in your family, in your job, on your school campus, in your neighborhood, their color may be different. Their language may be different. They may be from a different social status or class. Let me tell you something. There's one level ground, and that's not a job. That's not a status symbol. That is the cross. That Jesus died for me, he died for you. So whether you've been saved for a week or whether you've known Jesus for 30 years now, don't ever forget that the gospel is for everyone. The moment that we say, no, it's just for my kind, that's the moment you are beginning to preach and live a selfish gospel. A gospel that we have is a cross that is all-encompassing for everyone. God, we love you. God, we thank you for today. Father, thank you that the cross the cross made it possible for everyone. God, that today in this simple devotional that we'll remember, Paul, a man writing from prison, is telling people about the freedom they can have in Jesus. So I pray that no matter who we come across with, our conversations, maybe a work meeting, maybe something at school or coffee with a friend, that we would remember the same grace that saves us is the same grace that's available to everyone else. We thank you for that, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. Take a moment to subscribe so you don't miss any of the daily devotionals and be sure to share with your friends. For more information about HPC, visit healingplacechurch.org.